Um, my name is Abiola Shomemimo. I work with Paystack as HR business partner. And I also personally look out for people that have done their homework. You want to maybe work for a payments company. You don't have the slightest idea on how payment works. Yeah, how often do you get to see like problem solver on people's CV? Every day, my goodness. I am, they even voice that I'm an active problem solver. <laughs> I am seen on, you know, just those Google scripted um, sentences Hello and welcome to Tea in Tech, the podcast for tech enthusiasts. If this is your first time listening to the episode, we also have a four-minute thriller that gives an overview to the podcast. I strongly recommend you listen to that before you start listening to the podcast. And if you've done that, we can jump right in. Hello everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Yeah, you finally gotten like that big tech idea and you have started to work on JavaScript, Node.js um, and the rest. Now, after getting all this knowledge, what's next to make money in tech, make the money they always talk about and you start to apply to jobs and you find out that just the way you learn the programming language, you also have to learn how to get jobs and stuff. So for that, on this episode, we have gone to fetch an expatriate on the topic. <laughs> so um, on today's episode with us, we have a highly esteemed guest. Like I have been, <laughs> I have been looking forward to this recording for days. Um, so on the podcast today with us, we have Abiola Shoemimo. Um, so hello, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Hi, David. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's it's really, really good to have you on the podcast. For people that don't know you, um, would you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hi again, everyone. Thank you, David, for having me. Um, my name is Apiola Shoemimo. I work with Paystack as HR business partner. Um, yeah, I started my journey into tech in 2015, um, and that was shortly after, not really shortly. So I graduated from school in 2011, did a lot of hustling here and there, um, and as a fresh graduate, of course, a lot of us are not really sure what we want to do next, and I found myself in that boat as well. So did jobs here and there. I just knew, like, all these jobs weren't what I really wanted. Like it wasn't where my interest lies. And um, I applied for a tech job as a business analyst. And luckily I got the job and that was my first um, tech job. Um, before then I'd been doing blogging here and there. Um, yeah, I blogged for a few blogs, um, wrote news, wrote articles, just wrote different things here and there, did a lot of writing did a lot of one-off consulting jobs, just basically hustled before I landed this tech job with a software company. 
um, yeah, when I started as a business analyst. And to be honest, I didn't even know what it meant to be a business analyst. I just knew that whatever I took to, um, whatever I would take to to handle the job well, I would learn, I would read, I would research. And that was exactly what I did. So my story wasn't that I acquired the skills before I got the opportunity. I got the opportunity and then I started to build all my skills, which isn't really the case these days. So maybe before <laughs> we to that, let, me, let me summarize my summary. And um, yeah, I spent a year in that and then I got into Paystack. So like I said, I currently work with Paystack, um, which is a tech company, of course, like we all know. I've moved between roles, did a few things, before I now eventually settled into the HR role. So yeah, that's the summary of my story and my journey into tech. Wow, <laughs> we have so much question. For people to hear that you got the job before you went for the skill, like that goes against, <laughs> it goes against the order of, of this day-to-day life. Exactly. And that's why I said, I mean, that, that's not how it works now. I probably was just very lucky at the time. And um, yeah, I don't think uh, people find such such opportunities yeah. nowadays. I, it, it happens to some people, but that's probably not the order of the day now. So maybe let's talk a little bit about the order of the day. Um, yeah, if if I can. Yeah. Yeah. Firstly, because I'm I'm sure people will be anticipating to hear like the whole job job things. So I'm going to start with one. I want to know you have conducted a few interviews as HR and stuff like that. So I want to know once you get into the room with an applicant, what do you look for in an applicant? Um. So depending on the the role, I look out for a lot of things. Right. Depending on the role. So the skills I look out for are different. So, um, but general things, right? I personally look out for communication. Communication in the sense that you're, I don't know you. I don't, probably people on the panel do not know you. And we want to get to know the candidate. The only thing we've probably seen of the candidate is maybe their resume or their, um, their CV or their cover letter, yeah? And then meeting the person maybe physically or over Zoom is always very interesting and an opportunity to get to know the candidates. And how do we do that? So that's the first thing we look out for, someone that can really, really talk about themselves. So it's fine for you not to be able to talk about football or talk about wrestling or talk about fashion or talk about any other thing. But about yourself, like you should be able to introduce yourself in an interesting way, right? Um, you should be articulate enough in introducing yourself. So the mistakes I've seen people do a lot is that they come into the room with some memorized lines from Google and they're like, hello, this, yeah, hello, my name is Abiola. I'm a passionate and very keen individual. <laughs> 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 Uh, I'm highly focused and highly motivated. <laughs> That's not what oh. we want to hear. That's not what we want to hear. We want to meet you, David. Who are you, David? Not what Google has said 
you should say, right? Because a lot of people go to do that <laughs> before going for an interview. How do I prepare for an interview? And Google helps you a lot, or maybe does not help with all of those scripted responses. And people just cram them, right? I'm highly motivated. I'm a highly motivated individual. I have a knack for doing this. And, the, you know, no, that's not what we want to hear. Tell us about yourself. I personally like to go way back. Tell me where you were born, where you grew up the schools you went to, the course you studied, what you've done, what you are good at, the experiences you have, what you did in your current, in your what you're currently doing in your job, and what you did like over the years. Just explain them and you don't need to oversell, like just be yourself and say it as if you are talking to your friends. That's one um, major and general thing that I look out for. And I also personally look out for people that have done their homework. So take, for example, you want to maybe work for a payments company. You don't know, you don't have the slightest idea <laughs> on how payment works. You don't need to be a payment expert. That's not what I'm saying. But very basic knowledge is required. And how do you get that? Just do your research, do your homework about the company. Right. You should also do your homework as to how the role you're applying for can can give value to that company. And that's where all of your conversation, conversation will be stemming out from. So once you are able to do that homework on the company, on the role you're applying for, I feel like the conversations will go um, a lot smoother. Yeah. So those are the basic things for me before we then start to go into the skills. But those are different depending on the role you're applying for. I would also like to be curious, how was your first interview? When you look back to your first, your own interview, how was it? What do you think were mistakes you made? Like, how do you think you would have handled your first interview? Better just give us the gist. I can't can't really remember my first interview, but maybe I'm going to talk about the interview I had with the the first tech company that... I got a job with. I did lots of interviews. Like I can't even remember which was the first one. But let me talk about this one. Um, yeah, so I applied on Jobberman. I got a call. I didn't. So I, I did my research. I saw what the company was all about. I saw what the role was all about, and then I went for the interview. Um, I think the first interview went well which was, I mean, introducing yourself, just saying all the things, talking about your experiences um, and just asking a few questions here and there. And so I met with the CEO of the, one of the partners of the company and I was able to answer those questions. Then I was invited for a second interview. So I, I think the first one went well, to be honest, and maybe that was why I was invited for the second one. For the second one, I was supposed to meet with the other partner and also like meet with other people in the company. I was a total mess. I was <laughs> extremely nervous. Like I was literally <laughs> shaking by the time I stepped into the office. And the person I had interviewed with initially, I think he noticed that I was super nervous. Like my voice was shaking. I couldn't, I was just <laughs> literally shaking. So he said we should step out. We went to Domino's with the other partner. So that I, I think, so after that, of course, I asked him and he said he did that because he noticed um, that I wasn't calm and he just wanted me to be in, in another environment that was not the office so that I'd be able to calm down. Um, and then I think one of the mistakes I made was that I 
oversold myself. I remember that they were asking me, would you be able to do this? And I was like, yes, I can do all this and more. So I was also asked that, um, how, how fast are you able to learn this and that? And like with the speed of light. <laughs> <laughs> I remember oh, wow. the responses clearly, and I can imagine maybe like I like an entry level person overselling that much yeah, and telling yeah. me we learn with the speed of light. <laughs> I can do all this. You're asking me and more. Like it would already jump out as a red flag that yeah. hold up, what are you saying? <laughs> yeah. You're just new into the territory. So how are you able to do all this oh, and more? So so I was definitely overselling. Um, I was still very nervous. So I wasn't articulate enough. I was giving one-liner answers to a lot of the questions. And that was because I just had nerves all around me. Like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how better to compose myself. So after that interview, so again, so they, they said, oh, okay, we're done with the interview. Let's have pizza. And I was like, no, sorry, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to socialize, and I think yeah. that was, um, I mean, might not be entirely wrong, but it wouldn't have been a bad idea yeah. to have made the conversation go more natural, maybe over a drink, like, yeah, just ask questions. I did ask, you know how it's, they always say it's good to ask um, interviewers questions after yeah. your interview. That's actually very accurate. I didn't ask anything. I was very awkward. And I just left. I just said, oh, sorry, I, I don't want to eat. Uh, if we're done, yeah. can I go? Because I was scared. I didn't want to. I was just jittering all, all over the place. If I was interviewing me, and <laughs> I definitely would not have hired me. So I left there feeling so bad and knowing that I had, I, I wasn't going to get a job. So I was desperate and I continued. Immediately I got, said, they're going to go back, get back to me. And immediately I got home, maybe like an hour after, I just continued to call one of them. Like I continued to call. It wasn't picking my call. I was like, oh God, I have one job. You know, he sent me a text, we will get back to you. And that's one of the things that's like a pet peeve for me when candidates just continue to call and call and call. Like just chill. The company will yeah. get back to you. Some, I mean, some companies don't, but. And it's fine to call, but don't call too much because there yeah. are several candidates that um, may apply for the job. There are several people that are calling to just follow up on stuff like that. Yeah. Um, follow-ups are better with emails. But then eventually I got the job, so. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm also curious. I want to know, do you, do you think overselling yourself might have given you an edge in like, getting the job? I don't think it did, to be honest, um, because it was obvious I was just saying rubbish. Like, it was <laughs> obvious I was right? <laughs> like, it was very obvious. And I asked later, like, what did you, wh why did you hire me? And they said the final stage was between me and one other person. And we were both, like, on the same level. So it was hard to pick one person. And they just said, whoever follows up the most is who we're going to pick, which is not the best. <laughs> so the fact that it worked for me, it's fine to follow up, but just be more professional about yeah. following up, not like hounding people continuously, because that was what I did. So maybe because they already set that target for themselves, 
Yeah. Um, they just said, okay, this girl that continues calling, that continues to call, let's just give her the job. And that was it. But again, don't do that, please. <laughs> I, I want to know, because I'm sure you, you might have also seen that often applicants trying to oversell themselves on their CV and stuff like that. People telling you that they, they've been writing JavaScript for 15 years and they're probably just 21. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of thing. So well, what do you think about that? As an HR, you definitely would see something and be like, no, 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 I don't think this is possible. So when you see such like people's resume, like what comes to you? Um, To ask questions, clarifying questions, because it's not right to make assumptions, especially when the person is just like before you. So if there are things on the CV or things from the conversation that's, um, sound off or maybe yeah just asking clarifying questions like you said this and this what happened between this and this how come this is this and there may be a very um, genuine explanation behind all those things so that's one major thing that um, yeah I personally do um, just don't assume the person is right there just make sure you ask questions in order to clarify and ambiguities in in the in the CV. Yeah, I also would would love to know. There's there's this um, notion that it takes an HR about seven to ten seconds to scan through your resume or CV and know if they want you or not. <laughs> now that we are right in front of one, what do you? What are you scanning through in in seven seconds? Um, so I, so depending on the role again, right, there are different things that I'm looking out for. I want to see what you've done before. I want to see if it's a role that requires years of experience, right? I want to see the roles you've done before. And I want to see, so not just the job title, I want to see your deliverables, what you were able to do in those roles over time. Those are the only things that I actually look out for. So if I've got lots of CVs, I'm not looking at your name, where you live, where you're from, your age, your references. I personally don't care about all that um, at that point. Um, what I'm mostly looking out for is if you have, if it's a job, again, if it's a job that requires experience, if you have valid experience, right, that would be beneficial to the job, then I want to talk to you. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm just coming through. And yeah. I know what I what I would say. Yeah, what what in terms of um, entry level roles? So in terms of entry level roles, hmm, that's a tough one, um, and it's tough because most times um, entry level entry I feel like entry level people make it tough, um, <laughs> especially with their CVs. I don't think that it's possible for someone to say I don't have any experience. Right now, as an entry level person, if you're applying for maybe a finance job, you don't necessarily need to. And they stated this is an entry level role. So the expectation is that you don't have experience for that job. Um, but then we want to see that you're a smart person, you're able to do this and that. So we also want to. How do you express all of that? Is how you sell yourself from your CV. So what are the things that um, 
you can start to do as an entry level person. You can volunteer. And people do a lot of volunteering work. They just don't think that these things are, are important enough to make it to my CV. For example, like just demonstrate a time that you solve the problem. Some people belong to like maybe community associations. Their father or parents are like leaders in their landlord association, like something as yeah. basic as that. There may have been a time where your dad needed advice on something or needed help or needed to put a proposal together to other landlords and um, he didn't know how to do it or he didn't have the time to do it and he outsourced it to you. You put your ideas together. You helped him put the proposal you helped him, prepped him for the presentation, and he was able to to do to use that presentation. That's a valid skill. That skill shows that you're good with PowerPoint. You're probably good with other Microsoft tools. People go to church. People go to mosque. Like some people are choir leaders in their church. You can put that on your CV. At, what that will tell whoever is looking at your CV is that you have the skill. You have leadership skills right? You have the skill to put people together. You might be organizing football in your area. It might be something as basic as that. You might be like the coach or the captain of football, like roadside football. There's a way yeah. you can articulate those things in your CV and whoever is looking at it will see that, hmm, okay, this guy is actually good with working on a team. Yeah. Right? So there's a way all of this little skills here and it's possible that you look after your neighbor's kids like i'm just talking about day-to-day -day things that happen that yeah. people don't think are necessary put it on your cv and look after my neighbor's kids <laughs> when they come back from school yeah. it speaks something else or something different or something important to an hr person that is looking at your cv as um, an entry level and if you've taken your career or your development a step further by learning different things just put it there I attended NIIT I, I was um, a receptionist somewhere it doesn't mm. have to be fancy it just needs to show that you've taken some steps I've been able to apply my knowledge here I'm a problem solver you know just those things that we regard as petty may not be petty after all yeah how often do you get to see like problems over on people's cv like every <laughs> day my goodness i am they even voice that i'm an active problem solver <laughs> i am keen on you know just those google scripted um sentences <laughs> are you not a problem solver <laughs> Yeah, um, I would also want to know like, when it now gets to the interview phase. And yeah. fourthly, I, I want to know if you were going to apply for a job in like the future and you were called for an interview, how would you prepare for an interview? Me personally? Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, if I'm going to apply for a job, of course, like I said, I'll research on the company. Um, I'll see what they do. Um, so the role I'm going to be applying for, I'll see how, how I can execute that role strategically. Um, yeah, that's basically what I will do. Just research about the company, 
and just try to understand how the role fits into the company and how I'm, I'm personally able to add value sitting in that role to the company. So beforehand, I would articulate all of those things. I write a lot, so I would probably have written out a lot of ways in which I think I would add value. So what writing does for me, especially when I need to maybe attend an interview or do something like that, is that it makes me think more and then it, it prompts lots of other questions. And maybe because I've been on the other side of the bench yeah. for so long, <laughs> I will probably interview myself by myself <laughs> and see how I'm able to respond. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how I will do it. I will not overthink it. Um, yeah, I'm not at this stage. Yeah, God win. <laughs> God win. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how would you? Well, how would you advise like people going into tech new, like people just getting into tech entry level? Like, how would you advise them to to like prepare for? Like, how would you how would you advise people just moving into tech? entry level folks how would you advise them to prepare for an interview because not overthinking it i don't think it should be on the list because there's no how you would not <laughs> overthink especially when it's your first job because i i i remember my 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 first like interview my first interview that i got i was in church and I couldn't leave at that point so i had to beg people in like the media team i had to beg them to all be quiet and my director had to come and be like, David, I need to do this. And I had to beg someone, please help me do that. And stuff like that. I was really, like, I was super hyped. I was shouting on people, please do this. Let's get this done. You get what I'm saying? I, I had yeah. to, like, overthink it. At this point, I don't think I would have. But, like, how else would you, like, advise people to prepare for interview? Especially people new into, like, the space. Okay. Um. Very importantly, right, and we might overlook this point a lot, get very good internet. I know that we're in Nigeria, um, yeah, tele internet or, yeah, internet providers can, can be a blocker sometimes, but just have like one other backup. Just do your best to make sure your internet is good so that it would help the conversation flow well. You don't want to be in the middle of being nervous and you know trying to mask the nervousness yeah. and then your internet is breaking and interrupting and you know so do that. Have try to have good internet and if you know it's not so good, have backup. And if you know that maybe you're like if you know your internet situation is bad, reschedule to a time that you know you'll probably be able to get good internet. Then secondly, try to be in um, a place with very minimal distractions. Um, so, so I'm I'm say, saying this assuming that it's going to be a virtual interview. And uh, there are things that could cause unavoidable lateness. If you see that you're unavoidably running late, make sure you maybe send an email. Um, not at the dying minutes, the moment you notice that hmm, maybe I'm not going to be able to make this timing, maybe there's traffic, a trailer fell somewhere yeah. on the road, just unforeseeable things that happen in Lagos. Um, make sure you reach out to them to, to manage the expectation and let them know what's going on with you. 
it's not a bad thing. We like we all know that things can happen. So don't be scared to do that. Um, make sure you are healthy. Healthy in the sense that don't be sick and feel like you just feel the need to necessarily take the interview because you are sick for a reason. Being sick means you're not 100% in every ramification we could which could also mean mentally like you're unable to mentally prepare you're unable to prepare very well because you are not feeling well if you are feeling sick or maybe you're you like there are different situations that could warrant people rescheduling interviews just send them an email some people will probably maybe lose a family member a loved one they are grieving and they have an interview (laughs) so just feel free to message email them beforehand the moment you notice that you're you think you'll be unable to proceed with that interview um yeah just let them know and reschedule so those are the things that i guess um people get scared to do because they think they would not be considered i can assure you that the person on the other side of the email is human they they understand these things as well and they know stuff happens um then Prepare for the interview, preparing in the sense that do your research about the company. What do they do? What are the things they do? What are their values? Do their values align with your value? Should I even be applying to this job? Um, yeah, so a lot of companies publish those things on their websites. Check what their culture is. If you have friends there, you can call them to know how they run, how they operate, how things work there. Then just do your, your, your research, your homework about the company what they do, what they are into, you know, all of that. You don't have to be an expert with that. Just, yeah, maybe a little bit more than basic information will suffice. Then also do a lot of research on the role um, and just try to see how it plugs to, to the company. You can read a lot of the job description, try to interpret it in simple words, in day-to-day words and um, yeah, just get ready to sell yourself. What you're do, trying to do at an interview is to sell yourself, sell yourself personally and sell yourself professionally. Personally in the sense that who am I? What kind of individual am I? And all of that would come out in the way you answer your questions. So be yourself. Um, yeah, answer the questions correctly. You don't have to lie about anything. Uh, yeah, don't lie. Just just answer the questions and it's fine if you don't get the job, you definitely get another one that would <laughs> suit your, your skills yeah. appropriately. Yeah. Um, I also would love to know on having interviews, when you sit down to interview applicants, um, what come up as red flags to you? What do you see? I'd be like, no. Um, so let, us, very... let us know now. <laughs> I'm very big on, on, on communication first. Secondly, I'm also very big on culture, right? So um, I'm going to make this general, depending on the company that you're applying for. So, if, so take, for example, if it's a company that maybe um, one of their values, uh, core values is kindness. There's a reason why that's part of their values. It's because they actually want people that they employ to be people that would exhume kindness naturally. So um, I what, what, what comes up to me as a red flag is when I ask questions around culture 
and I'm unable to see a, a tune or a blend in, in, in the answers, yeah, it comes up as a red flag. That's the most red flag for me. I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you did. Um, for like as an HR for one of the biggest tech companies in West Africa, <laughs> obviously. Uh, you have worked with you have worked with like tech experts like daily, like yeah. day to day. I would want to know what, what skill do you think would what do you, what skill do you think would help a techie like rise faster in career. I would say curiosity, to be honest. Yeah, curiosity in the sense, like, it just, just the willingness to know more, the willingness to understand more, the willingness to know more and then do more. Um, yeah, not being too comfortable in your zone. And, um, yeah, just willingness to know more, to understand more, which will then lead you to doing more and being more. Wow. Well, I think I, I should append that to my CV. <laughs> I mean, curious person. Uh, yeah, so um, for people that be listening to this, we would have like a few people that would also be like founders or people that are planning to like build their own companies and stuff like that. So I'd like to know if they are on the road now, like looking for HRs, if they start to look for HR, what, what attributes you think would fit like a good HR? What should we look for? when we want to hire HRs? Um, HR that is actually human. (laughs) (laughs) Um, HR that is human, that is very strategic and genuinely cares about people, Um, as opposed to HR that is just by the books, like processes, you you get fined, you know, just (laughs) HR that is... (laughs) that is more human, that cares about people and wants to see people succeed in the work that they're doing. Because that's our, our job, to empower people to do their best work. So how do you do that? Just You have to genuinely care about them and you have to be able to, to genuinely come up with ways in which you can support people. And those can be like out-of-the-box solutions. They can be solutions that no one has ever thought of or ever done and that's what i mean by being human yeah um so now while we round up um i would love to know like what do you love about like your job what do you love about the ecosystem and your job like what do you enjoy about about it i like people right and my job has to do with people, working with people, different levels of people. So what I love most about my job is the opportunity I get to interact with different levels of people and not just interact, being able to like help them more, help them do their best work. Whatever that means to the different levels of people, the joy about my job is that I'm able to to render help or to help people move from a certain level of probably frustration to a level of satisfaction. Yeah, that's that's what's most important to me about my job and what I love the most. Yeah, um, now we've come to an end of the podcast of the episode. 
I really <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it to be honest. Like I'm going to ask you on the podcast now for another chance. Probably some other time. I'm going to ask you on the podcast. So that we hear you tell me no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say yes here. Yeah, I'll say no for WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, thank you so so much. Thank you everyone. Thank you for staying till the end of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified every time we drop an episode. And also share to people in the tech ecosystem that you feel this might be of value too. To have a wonderful day and see you in the next episode.